Hi, everybody. I'm Mike Kliss, and welcome to edition number 12 under Kliss's Mic Drop. We hope uh, you've enjoyed these podcasts uh, up until now. Uh, this is week 12 of a 17-week season. The Broncos at 3-7 and seven with four heartbreaking defeats go to Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and the Bills, who are surprising 7-3. and three. The Bills have been down for so long, it's hard to believe that they're 7-3. and three. They have had a weak schedule. We're going to switch things up, and instead of rehashing last week's game, as much as uh, it seems like everyone is rehashing uh, the game, it's not too often that a team blows a 20 to nothing halftime lead. One reason why they blew it, it should have been 27 to nothing at halftime. Broncos didn't get the ball much in the second half, and the Vikings uh, beat the Broncos through the air. So uh, I'm sure the Bills and Sean McDermott, their head coach, who's done a nice job there the last couple of years, uh, building that program back up to respectability and now playoff contention. Uh, the Bills are going to be hard to beat for the Broncos. Everywhere I go, I've talked to a lot of Bronco fans, a lot of people in the media. They think the Broncos uh, are going to win this game. And sure enough, I kind of checked it out in, uh, with Vegas, and 60% of the money is on the Broncos uh, for this game. They just think Denver's been playing well. They look good against the Browns. They look good against the Vikings. It's kind of a, uh, a moral victory of sorts, if there is such a thing. And uh, the Bills have not uh, played a tough schedule. Really, the only tough team record-wise they've played is the New England Patriots. But they played the Patriots tough. They lost 16-10, to and Josh Allen played poorly in that game, throwing three picks with no interceptions, completed less than 50% of his passes. But since then, Josh Allen has been terrific. The Bills quarterback from Wyoming, uh, he is, I think, of the big four from that 2018 draft class. You can make a really strong case that uh, Josh Allen uh, has been the best. Uh, he's, he's playing better than Baker Mayfield is this year, who's had the sophomore slump. He's better than uh, Sam uh, Darnold, who has almost as many interceptions as touchdown passes, and he's gone 7-13 and 13 in 20 games with the Jets. He's also missed uh, six games um, combined in the last two years because of injury and uh, the sickness, the mononucleosis that he had this year. And then Josh Rosen, uh, had a bad rookie year with a bad team in Arizona, and then he got benched by Tampa Bay, uh, or Miami, I should say, this year. So um, I, of all of them, it's Josh Allen. Now, Lamar Jackson's the best of all of them. He wasn't drafted till number 32 late in the first round, the fifth quarterback taken, and he's going to be the MVP, I hope. Uh, I do think Lamar Jackson should be the MVP this year uh, for what he's done with the Baltimore Ravens. But Josh Allen... Uh, a heck of a runner. Only are Kyler Murray and uh, Lamar Jackson have more rushing yards than Josh Allen as a quarterback. Uh, he's an off-script off scrambler. It's not a design run for Josh Allen. Terrific arm. Low, percent, low completion percentage. He's at 60%. Uh, but still, I'd, I'd take that arm with the big impact uh, deep ball uh, that could... Uh, and th th that's really Elway-esque, the big arm, athletic, big body. Uh, even, you know, Elway was a 55% completion passer in his career. Uh, he wasn't into uh, high percentage passes. He was into impact complete completions. And I think that's going to be Josh Allen. Uh, 
the more he plays. But you look at you, you look at the two teams, and the Bills are similar to the Broncos. Both have struggled on offense, and both are really good on defense. The Bills are third in total yards and third in scoring. The Broncos are fourth in total defense. I think they're uh, not quite quite up there. They might be ninth or tenth in scoring defense. Uh, and offense, both are, are down the list. And I think, uh, you know, I kind of look at this game, and it, the Broncos have a chance to win a 14-13 to 13 game. They also have a chance to lose a 14-13 to 13 game. I personally think it's going to be a, a tough game. Uh, the Broncos have played so well and have had their uh, hearts broken so many times this year. I think it's going to be difficult. I just sense this being around the team. I think it's going to be difficult for them to get up uh, to play a real good game on the road in Buffalo after the long flight, early game. I just think it's going to be tough for the Broncos this week. I think they can hang in there if their defense can keep it, uh, can keep it close. If Fangio can uh, uh, confuse Josh Allen and frustrate the Bills, as he did last week in the first half against the Vikings, then the Broncos could very well win this game. But they're going to have to play without emotion, without energy. You know, they were talking about how they great, had great energy last week. Vaughn Miller has talked about that with the dinner, the team bonding. They had 30 or 40 guys at Del Frisco's Steakhouse after a loss. I mean, that's just tremendous, tremendous team bond uh, moment there that Vaughn put together. But um, uh, still, I think it's going to be difficult for him on the road at Buffalo this week. We'll see. Should be low scoring, should be tight, and maybe the Broncos get, uh, you know, the breaks go their way in the last two minutes of the game this time. They're certainly overdue after losing four heartbreakers this year, four losses, uh, decided in the final 22 seconds uh, or less uh, so far this year. So um, we're going to be talking to Draymond Jones, the fine rookie defensive end for the Broncos, drafted in the third round out of Ohio State. Draymond got his first career NFL sack against Kirk Cousins in the second half against the Vikings. Um, it was a big sack at the time. Unfortunately, uh, Cousins had more up his sleeve, and he had uh, one of his better games uh, going deep to Stefan Diggs, but uh, we had a nice talk with Draymond Jones. He's really coming along. He was saying that uh, weight has been one of his issues. He's had trouble keeping weight on. He's been playing at 280, uh, where they want him uh, more at 290 on, along the defensive line. That's why he hasn't been playing more. That is not an uncommon problem among rookies. So let's listen to uh, our conversation that I had with Draymond Jones. I think you'll enjoy it. And then on the other side, we'll talk more about the Broncos' upcoming game against the Buffalo Bills. Draymond, welcome. How you doing? You're on the board. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the sack. Um, it was pretty cool to get, uh, especially because I missed a lot early on this season. I felt like I redeemed myself with that one because uh, he almost got away from me. So it was cool. Yeah, it's uh, you're starting to play a little bit more uh, consistently, 25 to 30 percent mm. of the defensive snaps. First of all, tell us about being ready um, when your when your numbers called. You know versus playing every snap like you did your last couple of years at Ohio State? Uh, it was definitely a huge adjustment for me, um, especially 
you know, playing as much as I did in college, and then OTAs playing a lot, and then rookie minicamp playing a lot, and then taking that back seat and realizing that, you know, I got to build my way back up from the top again like I did Ohio State. So it's been a crazy adjustment, but, you know, my vets helped me out. Um, what is uh, What do you have to do in order to play more? What do you think uh, they tell you you got to work on the shortcomings of your game in order to get, you know, 75, 80% of the snaps? Um, I think I'm, I'm doing a lot. You know well for the defense. My biggest issue right now is just get my weight up some more. Right now, I'm like I'm playing at Your two. Weight. Yeah, but I'm playing in between 280 and 285. So okay, need to be more consistent. What do they want you? Uh, 290. I want to okay. say. Okay, rookies I think do have that problem. That's yeah. that's a that's a common problem with rookies. Tell yep. us tell us about that grind of the NFL season. I know? mean, it, it's definitely because um I want to say this is what this is week 12. Uh yeah. Um, I, I played 17 games. So I, yeah, I, yeah, counting the preseason. Counting the preseason because we played five. So that's a whole other that's another banger itself. And then plus, you know, being a rookie, I'm doing everything on the practice field. From I'm doing our reps, and then I'm doing a little bit of the scout team. Mm -hmm. So my weight's gonna just drop because I'm doing a lot. My player load is, yeah. is high. So plus special teams, you didn't do that in college. No, at the end. I'm playing a little more special teams. I didn't. I never did special teams before. Yeah. so that's different. Yeah. So overall, your experience as a pro. Um, off, off the field. Let's go off the field with that. Yeah, I mean, it's not much really to do, and I mean, not. I mean, yeah. it's a lot to do in Denver, but it's you not got really money now. I got some money, but like, I, I really just been hanging out with like some of the guys around here, and um, it's not really much I, to really venture. You don't have a lot of time. You get off at like five or six o'clock. You don't really want to do anything because you're tired. Yeah. So yeah. all my focus is really just football and just personal time to me. They get you here early. Yeah, we get here about. I get here about seven thirty. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. early. <laughs> so that that that's it's a job is what you got. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun job though. So I, I can't take that for granted. So it's, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Did you go to the team dinner after the Minnesota game Sunday night? At yeah, I definitely went. Yeah. Tell us about that. How? That's very unusual after a loss. Mm -hmm. I mean, when to get together. That's something we needed, especially the way we we started off hot. It it, it still doesn't it still doesn't feel real that the fact that we lost that last game. And a couple more games after that, similar <laughs> that. But um, it didn't feel real, and it, it was good to just really just bond with guys and kind of just get over that 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 tough loss. You know, around here, you weren't here the previous two two years. You're winning every game for yeah. Ohio State, but um, around here, even though it's three and seven, and you had those four gut punches mm. at the end of those games and four of those losses, but around here, there's encouragement. Yeah. That that things seem to be getting better. Vic Fangio, people think he's solid mm -hmm. as a coach. Uh, it's a young team going forward. Yeah, you're new though. You didn't go through the tough times that this team no. uh, had. How is it? How's the mood been for you being three and seven? First time in a long time for you, maybe ever. Uh, yeah, this is ever for me. This is my first time uh, not being remotely close to having a winning record. But it's okay because. Uh, I know they, they brought me in for the future, and I'm, I'm here for the future, so I'm not really thinking about it right now. I'm thinking about getting better for the future plans and then expecting us to be a playoff team sooner rather than later. Yeah, and uh, why is that? Why do you think this team is looking better for the future? Um, I mean, despite the losses we've had, if you look, the, look at the totality of the game, how, like, how young we are and how well we play against certain teams, like our schedule's definitely one of the toughest in, in the league, and we've, we've held up against our own against almost every team. The, the run defense, those first four games, and, and I know you were just kind of breaking into the lineup there, but uh, you guys had some tough games stopping the run. Mm -hmm. 
Fournette and Jacksonville especially. Yeah. And then they put in Purcell and and Alexander Johnson, and now you guys arguably have the best run defense. Was it just those guys, or or was there like guys? You know, this is embarrassing what happened to us against mm-hmm. Jacksonville. It's time to uh, bow the neck and have some pride here. Uh, I'm gonna give them some credit. I mean, they definitely helped, but it was really just a collective group of guys. I mean, even though that sounds pretty cliche, we we all like kind of just got together and realized what what's at fault and what we needed to fix. So I think we mm-hmm. definitely improved over the weeks. Uh, how about the Buckeyes? Who they got this week? Yeah, Penn State. Penn State. Yep, Mr. Hamilton's name. Big one. Yep. Um, you're right in position again, huh? Final four looks like pretty good for the for the final four attorney. Yep. What, do you, what do you think about this year's team? Um, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think a lot of things. Yeah. I think a lot of things. Um, I just think that you're, you're doing a great job about playing at high level. I think this is their first real test because yeah. they haven't really played anybody this year, in my opinion. But yeah. it doesn't matter. They win. They have to win the games to to get there. So. And uh, uh, they'll handle Michigan again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's that's no problem. That's <laughs> no problem. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about Buffalo this week? Mm-hmm. Josh Allen. Um, did you get a chance to meet uh, um, him over the over the years? I guess he was drafted nah, one year before. No, nah, I don't know. Be before him, but uh, he's a unique quarterback, and that yeah. is young. Like most young quarterbacks, inconsistent, but uh, the skill set is off the charts. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of guess he has that college like play style at the NFL level, so that's what makes him so unique. Um, he definitely has a has an arm on him. He plays well. Um, he's still young, just like I am, so we both have a lot to learn. Everywhere you go, the story kind of follows you about your dad uh, being the boxer and how when you were 11, you got he gave you a one-two or something, yeah. some kind of mix, and it, and it turns you to football. But how has, as you've gone through all the individual drills mm. for defensive linemen, almost a full season worth. Has there been some carryover, some crossover between the two skill sets? Like, like football bo- and boxing? Bo- yeah. Um, the footwork, really. I mean, we're not really punching anybody, so. Yeah. The footwork. You're not. And, yeah. <laughs> the, the <footwork laughs> well, sometimes, you know, you got the shiver or whatever. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're not really punches. Yeah. Not really just open, open fist more than close. But, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Not throwing jabs at O-linemen. Footwork. How is your footwork? Better than most, would you say, considering I, I think boxing? so. Having that. My dad being an athlete and then me playing basketball. So that definitely gives me a little edge, I think. So what do you got to do to keep the weight up? Um, Just pack on more calories and pack on more carbs for my body to hold the water. The one thing I've noticed about you, I've, I've isolated a couple plays a game I isolate you on you mm-hmm. and then uh, move on to the, to the ball and everything else. But you, uh, you don't stop. I mean, if the play is that way, you're running that way. Yeah. I mean, you're you're not a guy that takes a play off, as they say. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Is that something that has been ingrained in you uh, at an early age? Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, my dad always taught me about you know how when I was younger, I always just want to just play the game, and he would tell me like those guys in those games they have theirs. It's time for you to go get yours. So that kind of instead a little consistent you know routine in me to always want to be active or being out there and. And then playing around, just make sure I'm working on my game, whether it's basketball, football, or baseball, whatever I want to do at that age. And I think that just kind of just translated it into something more when I got older and to be a high-motor person, high-motor guy that always wants to be around the ball. You came into a group that had been together for a couple of years, and it was close-knit. Wolf, yeah. Gotsis, 
Shelby Harris, those guys have been tight over the years. How's, yeah. How have they treated you as the, as the new guy coming in? With a lot of respect, uh, they don't really give me all the, the rookie hazing. I mean, I have my I have my times when <laughs> I get it, but like it's really been level of respect. They, they know. I mean, I'm young. In a way, I, I kind of feel like a freshman again, where I got to learn all over again. You know, the, mm -hmm. the juniors and seniors are already well established, and I got to come in and try to get in where I fit in because they already you know they have their system. Good, Draymond. Thank you. Yep. Okay, we're back. Thank you very much, Draymond Jones, for that fine conversation we had with him. Um, that uh, conversation with Draymond came after practice on Thursday. He's been playing about 25 to 30 percent of the snaps, as, as you heard. Uh, he, he could play more if he put on a little bit more weight. But he got a sack last week. Uh, he's, he's on the board. Let's see if he can get uh, three or four before the season's out here in the final six weeks. Uh, we want to talk about uh, the quarterback situation here for the Denver Broncos. Uh, much has been made about Fangio saying it's not uh, uh, overly important that Drew Locke plays. And, and first of all, that doesn't mean he was saying that uh, Drew Locke doesn't have to play. Uh, I do think Drew Locke, Drew Locke is going to play the last two games of the season. I know there is a lot of clamoring uh, with local radio and some fans and uh, many me, uh, members of the media, that he should play starting against the Chargers next week. I do think he'll be activated against the Chargers. Um, he's got to be activated no later than the Houston game the following week. Um, but um, I think he'll be activated against the Chargers. And depending on how Brandon Allen plays here, I think uh, there's a good chance Drew Locke will be activated and be the number two quarterback against the Chargers. He may be num a number two for a while because on the other side of the Chargers game at home next week, you've got uh, Houston on the road, tough place to play, Kansas City on the road, sometimes an impossible place to play for the Broncos. And then the last two at home, the Lions and the Raiders, that's when I think you'll see Drew Locke playing. He might play earlier. How Brandon Allen plays uh, here uh, will probably have a, a lot to do uh, if Allen wins against the Bills, um, I think he'll be the quarterback against the Chargers. If he loses, if the Broncos lose, whether it's Brandon Allen's fault or not, I think there's a good chance. Uh, put it this way, there's going to be a, is Drew Locke going to play watch uh, next week if the Broncos lose this game? You know, the Bills on offense, uh, Frank Gore, uh, who's up there, I don't, I'm not sure how old he is. He's got to be 36 years old, 37. 38, uh, 35, I don't know. Uh, he's one of those guys that's been good for a long time. I used to say there's no way Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer. But now he's like uh, inside the top five in the all-time rushing list. He's just been steady, 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 steady. Uh, and the, the, uh, the yards have piled up for him. And he will be a Hall of Famer when he's done. Still, Frank Gore at this uh, stage of his career does not scare you if uh, you're the Denver defense. John Brown would scare you. The Broncos, by the way, uh, had John Brown as, uh, on, in their sights uh, entering free agency. Uh, then they got uh, some scouting reports that that sickle cell uh, trait that he has uh, 
you know, causes you to uh, rest them in practice during the week, and that's at sea level. And the, uh, the condition is, uh, uh, I, I guess, exasperated in uh, altitude. We all know about Ryan Clark uh, having to spend a night in, in Denver, and um, sickle cell and altitude apparently don't go together. And so the Broncos backed off of John Brown. But he's been terrific for the Bills, absolutely terrific. He's a speed receiver, a downfield receiver. Uh, he had a nice run there with the Cardinals until he started dropping the ball. And, uh, you know, the Broncos definitely could have used him this year, uh, but they didn't get him. And uh, then, then they really didn't like all the slot receivers that were available in free agency. Uh, didn't get one in the draft. They got to get one in, uh, this offseason, one way or the other. They got to get a legitimate number two, number one type guy to team with Cortland Sutton, who has emerged as a number one um, with the Broncos. Terrific 50-50 uh, ball catcher to the point that uh, – he might uh, be better than 50-50 on that. So that's it for the, uh, this week's edition of uh, uh, Calissa's Mic Drop. I always have to turn around and see what they call this thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed our uh, talk with Draymond Jones. Um, my prediction for this game, I'll go ahead and give you a prediction for the game. I'm going to say Bills win it 14-13. to um, I've been wrong many times before, but we'll see uh, about this week. I'd say, I just think it's going to be tough for the Broncos to match the energy that they had against the Browns before the bye and this past week against the Vikings after the bye. We'll see. Um, Buffalo is, is no great shakes as a 7-3 and three team, but they are 7-3. and three. So that's it for our edition. We'll do this again next week. We'll see if next week, I, I, I think it will be, Drew Locke uh, could very well be activated on the 53-man roster. Thank you again to Draymond Jones. Thank you to everybody for paying attention to our podcast. We'll see you again next week.